You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. I'm right with God. Amen. I'm right with God. Or I am in right standings with God. Or I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Talking about those who are believers. Now all of this is like, is coming together like a uh, piece of a puzzle, if you will. So again, I'm going to start off slow and I build as I go but today we're going to talk about I'm right with God but again before we get into that we've been talking about embracing God's love will you say that embracing some come on embracing God's love amen now what I mean by that is really understanding the true nature of who God really is understanding the true nature of who God really is. And that is knowing that God is love. Now over the last few weeks we have discovered or ascertained that God's love is unconditional. Will you say that God's man of God? Yeah, I don't need that. I'm good. God's love is unconditional. Will you say that God's love is unconditional? God's love is everlasting. God's love is compelling. And last week we talked about God's love is good. Now, I want to say this again, and I've repeated this throughout the weeks, that what comes into our, into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes to our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And what has happened, we have many who have tolerated a view of God which is vastly beneath the revelation of how he is viewed in his holy scriptures. So a lot of people, although they are saved, their view of God is totally different than how God is described in the Bible. God is not trying to test you. God is not out to hurt you. God is not this mean, sinister God looking to slay you every time you miss it. God loves you with an everlasting love. Are you here? So it's important how we view God because how we view God will determine how we view life. How we view God will determine how we view life. Will you say that? My perception of God will determine my perception, my perception of life. So how we view God will determine how we view life. As a matter of fact, let me take it a step further. Our view of God will dictate how we live. Our view of God will dictate how we live. So it's very important that we have the right concept of God. Why? Because it will determine all of the decisions that we make. And I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it until we get really, really deep into this. It's not until we fully and truly 
know who God is, are we able to worship him in spirit and in truth? The word of God lets us know that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So how can I fully worship God in truth if I have no idea who he really is? And watch this, if I have no idea of who he really is, now look at this, it alters my perception of him and since my perception of him is altered, it's going to affect my response to him. So if I don't know that God loves me with an everlasting love, if I don't know that God is not out to get me every time I miss it, again, he is not testing you. I have to stay off that because that would change the whole direction of this message. Nowhere in the New Testament do you see God testing you. He mentions tests will come, but he is not the orchestrator of this test. Okay? Jesus was the fulfillment or the completion of any test that we would have to take. Thank God for his blood. So it's not until we know or have the true knowledge of who God really is or revelation of his love for us are we able to worship him freely. And here's what you have. Notice today we're talking about being right with God. Here's what you have. You have people who worship God in spirit but not in truth. So consequently, you have believers living substandard way beneath the life that God desires for them because they worship him in spirit but not in the truth of who, of who he really is. So you have people who love God but they suffer in the manifestations of promises because they think that there's something that they have to do performance-wise in order to receive, not knowing that the blessings are procured, the blessings come down when I operate in faith, when I believe. So even though there may be some things that you're working on, if I'm in faith, I can still receive because it's not based upon how good I am. Be good, but the blessings come because you're in faith, not because you've been good. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. See, and watch this. When you've been believing something for so long, a message like this is, is going to wreck uh, your belief system because you've been told God's not going to bless you if you do that. And see, but so now we're seeing God in the eyes of people whose perception of Him is flawed, and the tradition of man has made the Word of God to be of no effect, being that. Some preacher has said something out of context relative to God and people believe the man who has no training, the man who thought he had a call or perhaps maybe have a call but failed to study the word or woman and they misinterpret scripture and people believe what the man who was not perfect says opposed to what a perfect God says. That's why I come in here every week and give you some of the same, the mind is transformed by renewing, renewing, constant, continuum.
So I come in, and, and, and you hear me say the same thing. You hear me say the same thing. And I mentioned last week when I was in school and I would go to service on Sunday, uh, Apostle would always say the same thing. Like, Man, he said that last week. But slowly but surely, my mind was being transformed, and I could see a difference. Are you here? But know that you are, say this, I am right with God. Now, let me say this. This is important because not only are we talking about how I see God, but also how God sees me. See, when we're talking about being right with God, we're talking about how God sees me. Listen to this. And it's not on the notes, but in Colossians, the Bible lets us know that our life is hidden in Christ. <laughs> so when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. Boy. Because our righteousness, again, it's not based upon how good we are. It's based upon what Jesus did. Which proves he has no reason to test you and to whip you. Know you not that your body is the temple of Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. <laughs> your body is the temple of Holy Spirit, your body, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in essence, one in person, right? Follow me. Apostle says this in, in Colossians 2. He says, the life that I now live, I live by faith in Jesus Christ. Watch this. So, if my life is hidden in Christ and when God sees me, he sees Jesus to afflict me with to afflict his own body. Boy. Woo. So why would he hurt himself in order to get your attention? Am I talking about that testing again? I didn't mean to get that deep into it. So if I, if it, that's why we are called the body of Christ, those of us who are believers. So why would God need to test you or allow you to become hurt to get your attention? And I feel like someone needs to hear this. Let me tell you how God gets your attention. Look at someone and say, let me tell you how God gets your attention. Let me tell you how, do it again. Look at say, let me tell you how God gets your attention. Watch this. Hold on. When I want to get any of my children's attention at home, let me tell you how I do it. I call them by name. I don't shoot them with a gun. I don't throw a rock at them. I call them. God gets your attention by speaking to you. Not a car turning over nine times. And you having to become a paraplegic for God to get your attention. That's not God. Boy, y'all, you're getting this. 
can I say this? I showed you last week, who remembers last week, that some of you are, are given out of fear rather than out of honor and worship God. God doesn't curse you when you don't tithe. He, God cursed the ground. You are not cursed. He cursed the ground. Do y'all remember that? So when he says you are cursed with the curse, this whole nation, he was talking about the ground. That's why he said that whenever you honor me, I will rebuke the devour from destroying the fruits of your ground. Tithe and honor him because there's a, the earth responds to you when you honor God. But he didn't curse you. He cursed the ground. And I showed you that. Who, who remember in Genesis 3 when Adam forfeited the promise, the Lord said, curse be the ground for your sakes. Boy, y'all. Now watch this. You can believe you cursed if you want to. Then you back up under bondage is what the Bible says. And you become subject to that because that's what you believe. But God, listen, God blessed you in Genesis 1. And God will not curse what he has blessed. As a matter of fact, if you are a believer and you are the body of, and he lives in you and your body is a temple of where he dwells, why would he curse himself? Because when he sees you, he sees Jesus. So how I see God is important. And it's also important that I understand how God sees me. And he sees you hidden in the life of Jesus. Galatians 5 and 1. I don't know if you have this one. Do you have this on your notes? Galatians 5 and 1. Do you have this? Say yeah if you have it. Y'all have it on your notes? L listen. <laughs> Here's what, let's, let's, let's do this right now. Because y'all are not about to play me like that. If you have this, just, just say yeah, man. Come on. All over this place. Let me hear you. Say yeah, I have it. Okay. Listen to this. So Christ has set, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Now under the law, everything was based upon performance. If you obey and serve, then you'll get, if you do this, then I will do, if you, so under the law, it was a per performance based and everything was received because I did this or I did that. But man's conscience was never at ease because he didn't know if he was good enough. And what the law actually did, word of God lets us know, is that it actually showed you where you were in sin. Are you here? The people that Paul is talking to here are a people who were newly converted. They were strict adherence to Judaism, the law of Moses, and they were free, living by faith, receiving God, acquiring everything by faith, knowing that they were justified by faith. But there was a group of them, or a number of them, after having been set free, were slipping back into bondage. Oh, you got to be circumcised. No, Christ is our circumcision. He talks about this in chapter 5. You got to go through this. No, 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 no. You, you got to do this. No, what Jesus said, no, now that I've set you free, don't go back to that. 
And there are a lot of us who have been set free and we're right back underperforming. Be holy. You are holy. The mere fact that you are a believer deems you holy. It's not something that you do to be. You already are. Are y'all here? And it's not based upon be modest, look worth something, but your holiness is not based upon outward adornment because you could dress whatever the role is supposed to be, but your heart be tainted. Then you have someone who may not have fine a pearl, but they love God and their heart is right. Who you think God is smiling on? Are you here? But I wanted you to see that because we're about to get into I'm right with God. And if you've been set free, stay free. Don't get back tied up into that bondage. Hmm? <laughs> and we have people telling us, oh, you, you, you need to be purged. Shoot, for what? What was salvation for? Okay, this is, I know this is hard. You need to be sanctified. I was sanctified before I was even justified. Sanctified just means set apart. See, now, if I'm, and I know some ministries teach sanctification as a second work of grace. Now, again, I'm back under performance. But once I receive Jesus, I just need to realize that I have already been set apart. Sanctified, holy, the same thing. And every day, I'm being sanctified day by day. I grow into maturity day by day. Are y'all here? And I'm saying that sometimes because if you fall, oh, you need to go back to the altar. No, I don't. I just need to realize who I am in Jesus and stop receiving your condemnation and know that God loves me perfectly even though I'm not perfect. And that's what, watch this, and that's what causes you to get up and keep going. Boy, let me show y'all because y'all looking like, man, I ain't. Some of y'all done being saved like me. 3,000, 4,000 times. Guess what I'm doing now? I'm back under works. <laughs> Get saved every week. Not knowing that when I receive Jesus, your, lamb is written in the, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Don't take my word. I'm going to show you the scripture. Because I receive this more so than having to get saved every week. Doggone, man. How many, shoot, how many, uh, again? So apparently I didn't believe he saved me last week. And here's the thing. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, what, what did you do to become a sinner? Absolutely nothing. You became sinners because of Adam. So if I receive Jesus, don't think there's any. Here's what you can do that will mess you up and make you miss the Lord. You stop believing. Yeah. You stop believing. I feel like I'm giving y'all. Somebody said that's, that's, that's a big piece of steak. Chop it up in smaller pieces. Run it in the blender. 
Are you here? Let's go to Romans 5 and 1. Or you have Romans 5 and 1. Listen to what the word of God says. Therefore, as a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Any woman be in Christ, she is a new creation. Old things are what? Listen, that in and of itself lets you know that you are a new creation. I'm not who I used to be. Okay? Listen to this. Therefore, since we have been made right or justified in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Did y'all see that? Listen to what it says. It says, therefore, since we have been made right. Guess how you were made right? Through faith in Jesus, not by something you did work-wise. What, what did you do to become right? Believe. Justified, same word. So you become justified by believing, not by going through a whole bunch of religious rituals. That's why we, when the Lord ministered us about doing Saturday church here in the city, he said, unconventional, non-traditional. Because traditionally, we worship on Sunday. And you have people who feel like that if I don't worship on Sunday, I'm not holy. See, you, you, you in bondage. Because the scripture lets us know any day that you choose to worship, as long as you do it as unto the Lord, don't let nobody criticize you. And watch this. And for those of you who are here, I'm just saying this. This is me because we have service on Sunday in Georgia. But if I was a member here on Saturday, let me tell you what I would do. And came to service today, I'm laying myself in a bed tomorrow morning and wait for the ball games to come in because I know my righteousness is not based upon me getting up going to church. If I go today, that's, that'll keep me through the week. Accompanied with my study and my, but y'all, some of y'all go to day, then y'all go to y'all, y'all under the law, man. You need to get on the grace. Today, I am not going to church. I went to, matter of fact, I am the church. I went to worship yesterday. That's just a nugget for y'all who would feel like you got to go in the morning. But if it was up to me, I would lay in that bed and wait to game time. I'm just saying me. Somebody looks at looks me and says, he's talking about him. He's talking about himself. Now, if you want to get up go tomorrow and feel like you've done something, you can do it. But you're not going to be any more righteous than me laying in the bed waiting for the Falcons to play or the Panthers or the Steelers. <laughs> Are y'all here? I, if you have a pen, write this down. Justification by faith is what separates biblical Christianity from all other belief systems. Justification by faith, and we just seen that we were justified and made right by believing. Justification by faith is what separates biblical Christianity from all other belief systems. In every religion, even in some circles of Christianity, man is working his way back to God. Man is trying to do in order to be right in the eyes of God. And it's only in true biblical Christianity is a man, watch this, saved as a result of grace through faith. I say it again. Only in the true biblical Christianity or understanding 
the truth about God is man saved as a result of grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Are you here? Now write this down. The word justified just simply means pronounced or treated as righteous. So again, because God, when he looks at you, he sees Jesus, he treats you or he pronounces you righteous. Are you here? And for a believer, I want you to write this down. Justification is the act of God not only forgiving the believer's sin, but imputing to him the righteousness of Christ. Did y'all hear that? So, it's when, Je- when Jesus died, he took on our sin. Then God took what was on Jesus, that righteousness, and imputed it on us. That's why when he looks at you, he sees you just as if you never missed it. Justified. That's what that means. Just as if you never sinned. That doesn't mean that you won't miss it again, but when he sees you, he sees you just as if you never missed it. So you're justified. But uh, I, listen, I'm going to be real slow with this because I know some just don't feel right if they don't do the little when you should be going. Notice, I just showed you uh, that, that there should, we should have peace with God. When you know you've been set free, there should be a peace and you go home and go to bed and not worry about if I'm good enough and getting saved every week. I mean, if you do repent, but I don't, you don't have to get saved every week. I need to say that again. And again, there are people who would tell us religiously you have to, but they're not giving us Bible. Okay. Y'all heard that, don't you? Y'all know what that means, don't you? That means I'm about to stop. <laughs> but the word just, justified, it means pronounced or treated righteous. So when, God, when, when you receive Jesus, God sees you as righteous. Listen to this. Once you are justified, there is nothing else you need to do in order to gain entrance into heaven. Boy, works wise, live right, walk upright, but there's nothing you can do work wise. Say you get saved today, bam, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah. So there is, this can mess about a lot of people up. There is some truth to Little Johnny, who got saved at 10, for real, if he really received Jesus, and acted a fool the rest of his life. And, and, and you know how people say he received the Lord at a young age, but all you know is him living like a fool. Well, if he really received Jesus at 10, guess what happened at 10? Huh? See, see and religious have us believing that he ain't going, she ain't going. How you know? And we're being sanctified day by day. Oh, I'm done. You even have people tell you, and there's nowhere in the scripture, and don't, don't do it. 
people who've committed suicide, they're going to hell. Don't you say that? You don't know. How do you know he or she, you don't even know what he or she said or he or she if she got saved at 20 and committed suicide at 25, if her name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, don't you declare her going to hell because she killed herself. Oh, preacher. I'm, I can't wait on the comments for those because I got a rebuttal. See, we're talking about religion, people. It's people's view of God is jacked up. And let me say this, and, and, and I submit to you, there are going to be people who the religious folk thought were going in, and the hellions, the one they making it, the ones you thought were so religious, you probably won't even see. Notice the scripture says, don't think that everybody who says, Lord, Lord, belongs to Jesus, man. Yeah, you praise me with your lips, but there are people whose hearts are far away from God. Let, 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 me, let me do it like this. Just say, Johnny was 25, got saved, and committed suicide at 26. Don't do it, Johnny. Don't you do, I'm saying don't you declare him going to hell because you don't know. Are y'all here? That's a big pill, ain't it? Now, if you ask somebody to walk you through the scripture, all they can say, God said, don't kill. See, that's all they can say. God, don't. That's not kill. It's people sitting on death row right now who didn't know Jesus when they committed the murder but received him after the fact. Where do you think they're going to go? You think they're going to hell? Kill 25 people. God bless their soul if somebody did that. But if they receive Jesus, they're going to be looking at you like, what? how did you get here? How did you get here? Same way you did, by confessing with my mouth. The Lord Jesus and believing in my heart that God will raise him from the dead. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.